worship. It's not what we feel like. It's not my will, but your will be done. And that's what the hills sing has always been, that needs to be and always will be known for. It's God's will be done. We are, we are a church family. We're a church family. Inside and outside this building, we're not about just the church service. We're about the church of Christ where we, outside this building, worship God. We, outside this building, are, 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 are grateful, are, are, are givers, are pouring into people's lives outside this building. I pray that be our desire. Uh, if this is your first time, my name is John. Thank you for joining us in, uh, in, in our uh, service here. And just, uh, just very grateful. As the guys come up, it's just a time of offering. And the offering is a time for those who are committed to Hill City to give. If this is your first time, don't even feel the weight of giving. This is something we do as a commitment. We give of all our finances. We give of our time as a, in service to God. Not only in this room. Please, please. This is the big point of what we're trying to do. It's not about this room. It's about getting from here to go into all the world. To, to make disciples knowing that we are spending our lives on people. That is the goal. And trusting God for the outcome in that. As we give our lives fully to Christ and as, as we give our lives fully to people. You will never regret then trusting God and loving people fully. And I'm, sometimes it's hard, yes. But you will never regret the person that you are and will become as you. Man, release yourself. And uh, that's what we're doing today as we're giving. So I'm going to pray. We're going to give. I'm going to make some announcements. And then uh, we're going to watch a video. And we'll continue. But Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God. It says in your word in Matthew 6 that we seek you first. God, there's a lot of things we are anxious and worried about. We're fearful about. Lord God, what if this happens and that happens? I pray, Lord God, even in those moments we seek you first. In our anxiety, in our fears, in our hardships, we seek you first. In our joy and goodness, we seek you first. Lord God, that does not change. You are good. You are God of our lives. And we seek you first. And we trust in everything else that we worry about, you will put into place as we follow after you. We thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, Amen. 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 You guys can pass those out. I have some announcements. Uh, next week is going to be Church Outside, so uh, we put something up on Facebook, but uh, you want to talk about it? You're better than me. But um, next Sunday we're going to have Church Outside, so in the fields behind Shatteridge, if you want to bring a lawn chair, any type of shade you might have, uh, we'll bring some canopies, and if you have like umbrellas or canopies, we'll all kind of share, because it, it's a little hot out there. But we're going to play games with adults, kids. We might have some water balloons if it's hot. Um, and then we're just going to hang out. We'll put up the volleyball nights after, and we'll just hang out together. It's going to be a potluck, so that's the part that's on Facebook. Um, if your last name ends with, like, A to H, if I can remember this right, um, just look on Facebook. If you have any questions, um, we'll, we'll get it sent out a different way, too. Um, but you can just look it up on Hill City Church, and it has all the information there. So I'm not going to mess it up. And it'll be on our app. So if you don't on Facebook, then it'll be on the app. And, um, yeah, we just want to hang out with you. We'll provide the meat, and we just want you to provide the sides. And uh, we'll have fun together. Alright, so here, it's a perfect time to invite people uh, just to relax. I mean, it's just going to be a relaxing environment and uh, excited to spend time with you guys. And maybe throw water in you guys. Don't get mad. Uh, 
But definitely can't just go far but that's just how it goes. But uh, just excited for today. And uh, today's uh, going to be a different sort of Sunday, uh, like I'm calling it, the Spirit Takeover. So we have uh, many of our uh, our teenagers and our and our leaders of uh, the, uh, the youth group, the student ministries. They're going to speak in to you. We believe that we are a church holistically. We're not just about us hearing for us. We want to hear from those who are God speaking to you, even at a very young age, and uh, and just excited. And I want you guys to be excited, man. Give us a cheers, because it's not, some of them, it's going to be for first, second time ever speaking on this mic, so give them some cheers and uh, back them up, and, uh, and just, uh, man, we encourage, we encourage our, our, our youth to be bold, and we want them to be leaders one day. I tell my kids all the time, you are a leader. You are a leader. Don't follow after the trends that everyone's going for. Don't don't follow what everyone's doing. And then you don't have to be a leader. And that's what we want to want to do here. I, I hope that be the desire. I know that's the desire of the parents in this room. That we want our our kids, our our, our sons and daughters to be leaders, and that, that they will pave away and be a light in their schools and their families, and even for us, they have a lot to teach us. So at this time we're gonna watch a video of Despo and then I'm gonna bring someone up, alright? Watch this.
At this time, I want to bring up Phil. He is the, he is the uh, junior high pastor. Hi, guys. My name is Phil, and I'm one of the leaders for our benchmark group. It's for the 6th through 8th graders, and also Bree and Brad helped me out a lot um, with your kids. And uh, what we really try to emphasize with benchmark is leadership development and also, you know, God first, obviously, but then teaching our kids to be leaders. Because as a leader in a church or anywhere, you've got to be able to get up and speak in front of people. So one of the things we do is we have memory verses for the kids where they get up and speak. And they're not forced, but they're just made to, to speak their minds about what they learned and what they're getting from the Word. And so we definitely encourage you, if you've got kids in 6th through 8th grade, to come talk to me. Come talk to Bree Lucero now. Congratulations, Bree. Um, come talk to one of us, and we'll get your kids squared away if you're interested in joining our group. And so the Desperation Conference was obviously an amazing experience. And I just want to i want to have Monique stand up and Tino and Jamie up here. Can we just give them a round of applause? And Candace, please stand up, Candace. You're going to be standing up a lot today. We had to corral the kids. We barely slept. We barely ate. I mean, it was crazy, but it was such a good time. And these guys put in so much effort. Monique orchestrated everything. I was like lost all the time. I'm like, Monique, where am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to do? What time is it? And she was there to help us. So, so thank you guys. You can go ahead and be seated. Um, and so we're going to call up Anthony here today. Anthony had an amazing time at Despo. Give him a round. And Anthony's going to share a little bit of his experience with you guys. My name is Anthony Hill, and I went to Despo. I, th I thought Despo was a great opportunity to know God, and it was just awesome. The worship was really awesome. It was great. I liked how we were able to talk to God and, like, worship him. But the, um, the speakers were great. Um, the person that stuck out the most was David Martin. He was talking about how, how the old generation um, covers us and how we should respect them. I, and I thought that was really, 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 really amazing because it's, it's kind of true because our parents are always there to feed us, to take care of us. And they're just awesome. But there is this also guy, there was this other guy named Robert Madu. He was great. He talked about the water in the wilderness. The water represented you and God, how you guys were worshiping together to praise him. And then the wilderness represented the God, I mean, the devil and how he's tempting you. And so... Um, I'm sorry. But I thought that was amazing, too. And, again, about the worship. There was lights, flash, there, were, there was like a fog, lights. It was pretty cool. <laughs> but important, I was just there because nor originally I went there to be with there with my friend. But then I realized that God told me to go there to worship him. And I just thought it was just amazing. All right, thank you, Anthony. I think most of the kids would say the same thing. They all took different things from Despo. So I'm also here to talk about Despo, but I'm going to go a little off topic first. This is kind of a surprise for John. So would John and Candace please stand up? I see John in the back. Can we just give them a huge round of applause? I mean, seriously, come on, guys. 
<laughs> These guys do so much for us. Being a pastor, I mean, it is rough. You got to deal with people like me, okay? <laughs> like, seriously. Just an example, like, I go over to John's house for a meeting or something, and John's like, so, Phil, I think it's really, I'm, I'm happy that you're here, but you forgot your pants. And I'm like, you have a deal? You have a deal? Because that's what John says I sound like, you know, because I'm crazy. And then John's like, what do you think about being a youth pastor, Phil? And I'm like, you know? So John's got to deal with some crazy people, like seriously. And how many of you know uh, what color John's car is? What color is this car? It's gold? Okay, maybe I have color blindness going on. I thought it was like greenish. And what, what type of model is John's car? Toyota. What? It's a Honda, right? Honda Accord. And how many of you know you'll never see that car in front of his house, right? He's always off somewhere at 2 a.m. outside of some hospital. He's outside of every wedding. You can see his car parked at every wedding in Denver, right? When your mama's sick, he's over at your mama's house speaking a word to her, right? I mean, the man is everywhere. He does a lot of different things, and he is totally anointed by God. We are so fortunate to have him, okay? So just one more round of applause for John O. And don't worry, Candace, I'm getting to you, okay? So there's nothing, like, I don't want to say it's worse, but there's nothing harder than dealing with somebody like John and having to deal with somebody like me, okay? Because John makes fun of Candace every Sunday. And I'm going to make fun of her, too, just to, like, jump in, but not, not quite yet. So, so, you know, this is how it goes in John's house. Candace is like, so, John, how are you doing today? Because that's what John says Candace sounds like, okay? And John's like, you know? So Candace is like, so, John, are you going to make fun of me again today? And John's like, you know? Because that's how John does it. So, so anyway, so I have a funny story about Candace real quick, and I have to back up for a minute to give you some context. So on the Sunday sermons, I'm kind of that creeper guy in the back. I'm like back sitting with Lindsay, and I kind of scope people out on the first Sundays when I can be in here. And I listen for key words in John's sermons. Okay, so like one time John was talking about like Moses went up on the mountain, he came back down with the tablets, and he had the Ten Commandments, and then somehow he segued into like his son plays in the backyard, he likes to play with Play-Doh, and the sun's shining. I know it's totally unrelated, but I'm, I'm getting there. And so me, being the creeper that I am, you guys might have heard like Moses and the tablets, and outside in the sun, I heard Play-Doh. So I went to a Walmart that same day and came back with some Play-Doh at John's house. And John opens the door. I'm like, John, here's some Play-Doh. Do you remember this? You do? And he's like, he's like, Phil, why'd you give me Play-Doh? I'm like, you said Play-Doh in your sermon. He's like, okay. I'm like, be thankful, John. Come on. Right? So that's how I am. Okay? So that's how I think. Okay? So one day I went over to the O's house because I'm a creeper. I just go over there randomly. Right? And Candace opens the door. She's like, hi, Phil. Oh, my goodness. You could have been a robber. I could have just got robbed, or my kids could have been kidnapped because I don't have a step stool to look out the peephole. Okay? I'm serious. She said that. And I'm a creeper. So just remember, I, I picked out the key word in there. You guys might have heard. Oh, my gosh. Robber. Uh, kidnapper. Right? I heard step stool. Thank you. She's a creeper. You got a creeper, Rico. Good job. Right? So I went to Walmart that same day and bought her a gray step stool with black treads on top. Right? And so I play this game because I'm a creeper. I told you already. I'm a creeper. So I went over there. Like the first time I went there, I opened the door 
And I was like, I saw the step stools on the left side by the stairs, left the door, and I'm like, yes, that's a good purchase. She's using it to defend her family and look out the peephole. Because there's no way that thing's been sitting there ever since I bought it in the same spot. That could not have happened, okay? So every time I go over there, I look for this step stool. And so I went over there recently, and it was in the kitchen. It was by the lower cabinets, right? And I'm like, yes, that was a good purchase. John is very short. He needs that step stool to reach that top cabinet to get that upper shelf. Okay, if you guys didn't get that, close your eyes. Picture John and Candace standing side by side. And you know that was a joke about Candace. Okay, that wasn't, John's not short, okay? Okay, okay, you guys get it. And then the last time, it's like, this is, you know, as a shopper or whatever, this is like the pinnacle of a purchase for somebody else. I go over there, and John's on the floor. He's very uncomfortable. He looks over at me. He's very unhappy. And Candace is up on the couch, and she's sitting next to the step stool. And that's the perfect purchase, because it replaced a family member. And I'm like, everybody should have a step stool, except for my wife. <laughs> anyway, so I'll quit picking on Candace now. She has to deal with people like me and like John, and that's probably enough. So the reason why I'm up here today is to talk about the Desperation Conference and what I took from that. And really the biggest thing for me was Banning Liebscher, what he was talking about. And he really brings up my first point that you've got to be connected to the older generation. It has to start there, and they have to transfer down to the younger generation. That's incredibly important. And he talked about Esther and Mordecai. You guys know about Esther, right? She has a whole book that was written about her in the Bible. All the ladies know Esther, right? It's like, yes, Esther's in the house. She's got her own book. That's my girl, right? Everybody knows Esther. And so you guys know the story, how she basically saved the Jewish people. But if it hadn't been for Mordecai and her link to the upper generation to the older generation, that would have never happened, right? So Esther, she was in the king's household in Persia with King Xerxes, and she was very beautiful. She was the most fair woman in all the land. And so King Xerxes was well pleased with her, right? And so she had his favor. And Mordecai learned of a plot. Well, actually, sorry, let me back up for a second. So there was this man, Haman, who was second in command in the kingdom, and he wanted Mordecai who was Esther's elder, to bow down to him and to worship him. And Mordecai was like, no, because he was connected with the true God, right? So he's like, no, I will not bow down to you. And Haman was like, well, I'm just going to take out all of the Jews in the land. He's going to exterminate them all. So Mordecai tells Esther, because she's living in the king's household, he's like, Esther, look, if you don't go before the king, we're going to all be exterminated. And Esther's response is like, now, you know if you don't go before the king, like, when you're called, you're going to be killed. Like, I will be exterminated. Like, you know that, right? Like, I can only go and talk to him on Wednesdays. It's Thursday, so I can't go talk to him. And Mordecai's response, and uh, we have some verses. I don't know if we have the verse to show. But Mordecai in Esther uh, chapter 4, verses 12 through 14, um, let's see. So I'll just read it here. So when Esther's words were reported to Mordecai, when she said, well, you know I'm going to be killed, right? He sent back this answer. Do not think that because you are in the king's house, you alone of all the Jews will escape. So don't think just because you're chilling with the king and you're supported and he's taking care of you, that when he finds out you're a Jew, that he's not going to exterminate you too. He's like, for if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for all the Jews will arise from another place, but you and your father's family will perish. And who knows, but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. 
So what's happening here? That's the older generation speaking some life and encouragement to that younger generation, right? And this is Esther. This is like our hero, right? She's having a moment where she's like, I'm going to be killed. So she goes on to say, basically, hey, all you guys need to fast and pray for me because when I go do this, the king needs to hold out his scepter in acceptance because I'm going to go see him unannounced and I could perish. And if I perish, I perish, right? So Mordecai was there. She was connected to speak wisdom into her life in a critical moment. And then she finally stepped out in faith under his direction, went and saw the king. He bowed his scepter. She invited him to a banquet that next day. And he had a dream where he basically learned that Mordecai had actually kept him from being assassinated. So Mordecai was given, his, was given that second in command and it was found out that Haman was the one who plotted against the Jews. And so the Jews were then saved in all of the land. Okay, so that's really, in a nutshell, the story of Esther. And uh, I'm going to go back to the O's for a minute because, you know, I like talking about the O's. Um, there's this girl that's going to be coming into my class. Her name's Sianna O. Yeah? You guys know who Sianna O is, right? Sounds like you guys do. Well, Sianna O should terrify me. I mean, I should be scared, right? I mean, it's John's daughter. It's Candace's daughter. So if I do anything wrong, I'm going to have Candace come over to my house. So Phil, right? I mean, that's terrifying for me personally. Or it should be. It should be terrifying. But I'm not scared. And I, here's why. Because she's linked to her generation. She's linked to her mother and father. She's linked to her grandmother and probably some other grandparents that I haven't met. And they're all saying the same things. They're all speaking the same things into her life. So she's ready. And if she steps out of line, it's not really me that has to correct her, right? It's everybody else will be there for her. I'm just there to teach her, to encourage her, to help her grow in her faith. It is a privilege to have her in my class. And especially because she is linked to those older generations. And I think about somebody else too, like Madison in our church. I'm just going to pick on you, Madison, right here. I've seen Madison when she was like a little kid, you know, like four or five years ago, turn into this wonderful worshiper. You know, and I think about that, like, what happened with Madison? Like, how did she do that? How did she accomplish this? Right? And I look at her parents, Alan and Carol, I spent time with them. You know, Gabe and Sonny, the Beelmans. You know, everybody around this church speaking life into her. Like, I mean, you guys have done an amazing job. Like, it takes a whole community to raise these kids. Right? And now I think she's under Jen's tutelage. And I'm going to say something I don't really know, but I know for sure is that when you're worshiping with Jen or you're under Jen's tutelage, you better bring it. Like, for real. Like, when I'm in the crowd worshiping and I see Jen, she kind of like a look at me, I'm like, hands up, praising, right? Like, you better get them up. Because she brings it. The, the Lord will be praised and he'll be glorified and he'll be worshiped when Jen is worshiping. Period. Right? And so Madison is seeing that. When she's over at practice, see, like, she's not goofing off, you know? Maybe she does. But Jen will just hammer down, you know? So she's got that good link. So, <laughs> sorry, Caleb. I'm sure it's like the same way for you, too. He's around here somewhere. <laughs> so, yeah, so she's linked, right? So, like, when the time comes, like, when there's some boy who comes into Madison's life and he's like, I think you're beautiful. Your eyes are perfectly blue like the ocean and starts doing all this stuff, right? He's going to have to go through the gauntlet. He's got me, he's got John, Rico, whoever, right? Like, like hey, we want to know what's up. <laughs> Hopefully I don't, I don't have to meet your future husband. That's just, I'm going to have like a billion questions for him. 
Like, it's going to be crazy. Bree, too. Bree's going to be, like, sitting there with me writing down notes, you know? No, but, uh, but we got to speak into these kids' lives. So we've actually had conversations about them. Like, Madison, like, just wait for a guy who loves the Lord more than he loves you or that has goals in life or whatever it is. Don't settle for this super pretty guy who can't do anything, who, like, can't dress himself or whatever it is or stinks, doesn't know what deodorant is. Come on. Like, I know he's, like, pretty, but still... This is going to be your whole life moving forward. And she's like, yeah, you know, that's probably true. So Madison's dumped like 50 guys since we had that conversation. <laughs> Seriously, it's been awesome. <laughs> so, and, um, and yeah, I mean, it's just, and it goes beyond too. So I'm like in that middle generation, right? So I have like my grandparents, and I think of John as like my elder. Sorry, John, just, we talked about this this morning. John, he's like a senior to me, you know. Um, <laughs> And, and, and we need people speaking into our lives. That is so powerful. As the older generation, I know kids are distracted. They do different things. You say, well, my kid plays video games. Dude, play video games with him. Get beaten Halo like 20 times. Get beat down. Just be with them. Be there. There'll be something in there where it's like, it'll be something besides video games where the kid will ask you like, Dad, should I get a job? And you can be like, yes, son. You need it. Or whatever, right? Just spend time with your kids and just... Whoever it is, or somebody else's kid, just spend time with them. Go hiking, go to the park, ride bikes, whatever. Whatever it is, spend time. It's so important to have that bond because you never know when the moment comes where you can speak into their life. Okay? And I got two baby girls. I got two girls. Whew! And they're beautiful, just like their mama. How beautiful are my girls? My youngest daughter looks like me, and she's still beautiful. That's how beautiful Lindsay is. Okay? The fact that you could take this forehead and you could put it on that child, and she's still amazingly beautiful, it tells you something about Lindsay, all right? But I'm going to need somebody to come alongside, like a Candace or even a Madison, right? Like when Madison's a little older, to model that, like, hey, don't settle. You know, are you in your Bible? You're reading the Word. Where are you at with your faith? You know, like seriously, like, please, I'm begging you, go after my kids. Just like when I saw Dee like a couple weeks ago was like holding over and she gave her a kiss when she left. I was like, thank you, Lord. Dee is like such a great role model and she loves my kid. I couldn't ask for, for anything more than that, you know? So that's, that's really my biggest point. And then my last point before I have Monique come up is just as the younger generation, okay, so I'm, I'm younger now compared to the upper generation, we have to be submitted, right? And I'm not talking, get on your knees, put your hands out, put the chains on, I'll do whatever you say, right, like a landlord or something like that. I'm talking about humbly submitting yourself to what they're saying, right? So like when Paul Frazier talks, or when Alan talks to me, or whoever it is, or Terry, or Terry's mom, Charlene, when they're talking to me, just listen. Even if you don't agree, like, yo, that's old school. Like, there's a reason why they were successful in their lives. There's a reason why their families, like they have family gatherings. There's a reason why they've had successes in their lives. And if they're honest, they're going to say it's from God, right? They're going to say that. And we can take from them. And so just, just listen, even if you want to fire back, like if they start getting political on you, just, just listen. You don't have to respond, you know? Just honor our older generation through our submission. And even as students, you know, even if it's our teachers at school, be the best student. Do, do your homework on time, be to class, listen to your coaches, whatever it is. Even if they don't know the Lord, they're so like, why are you such a good student? I've been trying to break you down. I've been trying to see where you're at, and you're still, like, so consistent. 
you're like, well, that's because I know Jesus, you know? And then, hey, you can, you can bring it back up, you know? So we got to be submitted as the younger generation. Listen to our elders. We love you guys. You're so valuable. Like, it's so sad, like, how many just older people I know, they're like, I just want somebody to talk to. I know people that have called 911, have, like, the, the police come, they have the fire trucks come, just to talk to somebody. That's it. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I think about me, I can talk to whoever. Like, I can't even imagine not being able to talk to somebody. Right? That's crazy. So just be there to listen. Just minister to them. So that's all I really wanted to say today, how important it is for you guys to, to connect those generations. And ultimately, we're worshiping God with our lives, with our mentorship, whatever it is. It honors God, right? It starts there, and it just trickles down. Then it comes back up when your kids are our age, and they're getting married, and they're doing things, trying to start churches. It all is for the glory and for the honor of God. All right. And so with that, I have two more ladies I'd like to introduce. Uh, Monique, if you'd like to come up. All right, give it up for Phil one more time. Um, we've been serving with Phil for like four years. I don't know. How long has it been? Like, yeah, four and a half years. It's been um, such a blessing just to have him. And if you guys have middle schoolers, you are blessed to have him as your kid's teacher. He is just, he's so passionate um, just about God, and he's so passionate about people loving God too. So um, it's just amazing, and it's been great to have him as one of our friends and um, as someone who's older than us, like helping us, you know, <laughs> teach us how to do things. Um, but I just kind of want to piggyback off of what he was saying, and um, if we can pull up the scripture, First Peter 5, um, and this is just, like, even if you don't take what Phil was saying, we can't deny what God's word says. Um, so it says, to the elders among you, I appeal as a fellow elder, a witness of Christ's sufferings, to one who will share in the glory to be revealed. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care. So serving as overseers, not because you must, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be. And so in that, um, this is what we desire. I mean, I speak for like myself and for Tino, and we desire to have um, the people older than us teach us how to do things how they did it. Because um, for myself, like I don't have my grandparents anymore, so I can't go to them. I have zero grandparents. So I always like latch myself onto other people's grandparents because I'm like, I don't have any more, so can you be my grandparent too? Because um, like I want you to teach me how to do this life. I want you to teach me how to be a good mom, how to be eventually like a good grandmother that like my grandkids want to come stay at my house all the time, you know? And so um, this is what God's word is like speaking to any of you in the older generation is to be willing um, and to watch over us, you know, like we need it. We need to be watched over because we don't know what we're doing, we'll be honest. Um, yeah, if we just pretend like we know it. Um, but it also says, uh, not greedy for money, but eager to serve, not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. Young men, in the same way young men or women, 
In the same way, be submissive to those who are older. All of you clothe yourselves with humility towards one another, because God oppresses the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So this is what Phil was saying, is don't be too proud, or don't be too, like, ignorant, if I can say that word. Um, Don't be too ignorant to say, no, I know what I'm doing. I got this together, and I don't need you to tell me what to do. Because you know what? They're telling you what to do because they've been in your shoes before. So all of you who are in our youth group, all of you who are, like, in your 20s still, and you think, like, oh, no, I know how to do this better. Maybe, just maybe, um, the people who are over you have already done it before, the way that you're trying to do it, and maybe that's why they're telling you not to do it that way. So don't be too proud. Be humble about it. And actually sit and take the time, as Phil was saying, and listen to those who are older than you. And I have one other scripture before I bring up um, my friend. Um, I have one other scripture. It's in 1 Timothy 4. And it says, Do not let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in life, in love, in faith, and in purity. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of scripture, to preaching, and to teaching. And do not neglect your gift, which was given to you through a prophetic message when the body of elders laid their hands on you. And in this, um, I just want to encourage the younger generation, um, even all the way from starting in fifth grade and all the way up through high school, like, we always tell these students, like, don't think that you cannot do these things that God has placed in your heart to do. If God has placed something into your heart and he's calling you to do something great, don't hold back and go and do it because you're never too young. And it also says to set an example for the believers in speech, in life, in love, in faith, and in purity. And let me tell you, as I went to Despo and I was talking to some of these girls, I was like, oh, I'm like so used to um, like when I would talk to girls and youth. So I've been doing this like a youth leader for 10 years now, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> and I just think about, um, like I was just thinking about that randomly the other day. I was like, oh my gosh, time hop comes up and I'm like, that was seven years ago, oh my gosh. Um, but <laughs> it wasn't always here, but I just think about like some of the other girls that I used to deal with and I'd be like, really these boys who are seeking after you, like just, be pure, you know, and I'd have to encourage them in that. And as I was at Despo, I was like, oh, like, what are you guys going through? And they're like, like, so pure. And I'm like, yes, like, this is so exciting. So Dee and Mike, like, oh my gosh, you guys are doing such a great job with your kids. I just want to honor you in that. And um, and Alexa is just like so amazing. And I'm just so proud that we have girls like Madison and Alexa who are like, Madison tells me all the time, uh, yeah, this boy told me that he liked me, but he doesn't love God. So I told him, no, I couldn't do that. <laughs> and so I'm like, I'm so proud when I hear these moments. And so I want you guys to know that there are students in this place. So um, if you're in here and you're older, we're not just the leaders to the youth. All of you, everyone here as the church, you're all leaders to them. And if you're an adult and you... We want you guys to connect with them, and we need you guys to help teach them. And I was talking to Megan in the children's church, and she was like, it takes five people, 
five people to speak to every student to keep them connected to church. So if Madison didn't have five people that she knew and was connected to, maybe after she graduated high school, she wouldn't be in church anymore. So as you look around this place, and as you look around every single Sunday that you come in, it should be impressed upon our heart that we need to go and reach out to somebody and not be too intimidated that they're, oh, they're teenagers, they're not gonna listen to me anyways. No, they need you. And even if they pretend that they're not listening, I've learned this in youth ministry, <laughs> that even if their faces look like they're about to fall asleep, sometimes they're still listening and they're like sponges. And so, um, yeah, so I'm just so excited um, that I get to introduce Alexa and she's just, She's going to bring an awesome word to you. Come on. Come on, Lex. <laughs> so just give her some support today and put some smiles on your faces because it's kind of scary to come up here. Okay. Um, so my name is Alexa. And uh, <laughs> I'm so nervous. Okay. So the best part of Despo was the speakers in worship. But let me first talk about worship. So in worship, you just like, my goal was always to try and make it up to the front with Cece and all the little kids. Or not little, not little kids, but like the younger youth. And so like, I always made them go in the front with me. And with you just being in the front, you just like felt so connected with God. And you just knew that he was right there with you in present. And it was just like amazing to like, just know that God is in the room with you. And by the way, they kept on saying that every day. They kept on saying that. So it was just amazing just to know that he is there for you. <sighs> okay. I'm shaking so bad right now. <laughs> and so I, my uncle just died. Okay. Trying not to cry. Um, Okay. Um. Sorry. Um, so the speaker, Robert, he was just really touching because you'd be in water one second and then you'd be in the wilderness another second. So then, when you would, <laughs> so Despo was kind of my water. I felt safe, I felt in the presence of God, I felt connected, I just loved it. And then I came back, I so loved it, and I just wanted to spread it with you guys. And then I found out that my uncle died. And now that I think of it, he's gone, and I won't have an uncle like him ever again. And that was me coming in the wilderness. And like, I know that I was asking God, why is this happening? Like, why did it have to be him, and why? But I knew that God was still there for me, and he was opening his arms, saying, I'm still here for you, so don't shut me out which if you guys are ever feeling like that, you shouldn't just shut him out and be like, he, he did this to me and I shouldn't follow him. No, you should still follow him and he's still going to be there with you guys. So 
just know that he, that stuff is going to happen like this, but he wants you to still be there with him. Like he's still going to be there with him. And so I'm kind of glad that my uncle died like now instead of back then when he didn't know God as well. And like now he does know God, so I know that he's up there. And just knowing that he's still with God and not with the devil. So the Despo was just a great experience. So I would say. All right, and we have one more surprise speaker. I'd like Giovanni to come up to the front of the room. And, uh, and I'm just gonna be real. Like, Giovanni has been a big project. Like, he just has. He just is. Bobby, Christina, or, oh, you guys, such a blessing to have him. You know, I, I can say this honestly, Giovanni knows he's been a little bit of a troublemaker in our group, but he came to me this morning this was totally out of the blue, and he just has something he wanted to tell you guys, and he's just going to be really honest right now. All right. So, so honestly, I didn't really take Despo seriously. So, and like, I was messing around, and I was falling into the temptations of this world. Like, I was trying to impress my friends, and like, lately, I've been doing that. And like, I've been listening to bad music and I didn't realize that that music was making believe bad things, like all police are bad and money is everything. And really that wasn't me. And so, and I realized that I was drawing myself away from God. And the day after Despo, I woke up and I realized this is not the life that I want to live. I don't want to push the people that love me away no more. And I really decided that I wanted to follow God and that I don't want to hurt the people that love me no more. And I decided that I wanted to live for God. So lately, I've changed the music I've been listening to. And I don't know if Christina and Bobby know this, but I've been praying every day. I've been reading my Bible. And I feel like I've been washed clean. You know, My new plans are to help people littler than me. So yeah. Thank you, Giovanni. Love you, man. Thank you so much. So I just want to take a moment, and I just want all of our youth, um, if you're like 20 and under, um, I just want you to come up to the center of the stage. Come on up. Uh, I just want you guys to come up here. And <laughs> just, just face everyone. I want, <laughs> face everyone. Yeah, just face out, okay? I just want you guys to look out at the crowd. And I want everyone to see these faces. And um, as you're looking at these faces, let God speak to your heart about who you're supposed to take under your wing and to say, Delaney, like, I want to teach you how to love God more. And in and, and teaching them, you're not perfect. You're not going to, like, perfectly teach them because you're going to make mistakes. 
And guys, we're going to make mistakes. So forgive us when we make mistakes. But look at them and have a desire to love them, how God has loved you and has sent people to teach you in your lives. And reach out to them. Each, each and every time that you see them, ask them how you're doing. Because even as adults, we long and we have that loneliness inside of us sometimes where we're like, I want someone to ask me how I'm doing, you know? And sometimes these kids are saying, I want someone to like really look at me and care when they ask me how I'm doing. Like I want them to listen to my crazy story about my school day and like just sit there and like, and just hear me, you know? And so um, just listen to them and just pray over them. Pray over their faces. Take a mental picture today and pray over these faces each and every day because prayer works and prayer will change their lives. And with, as we surround them in that, it will change them. And some of them are going through the wilderness right now. And some of them really just need to have somebody there with them. And uh, some of you are going through the wilderness today. And some of you just need someone to stand beside you and walk with you through it. And um, I would say, as they play this song, if you guys could sing just um, the ending of the last song that we sang, where it says, you're never going to let me down. I'm going to face you guys. Just know, guys, God's never going to let you down. And every single moment, he's not going to let you down. And even when it feels like the world is crumbling around you, he's still there with his arms wide open, and he's still saying, come to me. Even if you're walking and you're like, I have nowhere to go, where am I going, what's going on? And he's got a plan and a purpose for each and every one of you. And so trust in that. And trust in these adults. Look at their faces too. Trust them that, that God is teaching them how to lead you and be open to the words that they want to that God wants to speak to you through them. Don't be too proud and don't think that you have it all together. I promise you, you don't. And I don't. I don't have it all together and I need help too. So, um, as we pray this song, or as we pray and we hear this song, if you need prayer, if you can just raise your hand. And, and students, if you need prayer, you raise your hand. And if, if you don't need prayer and you can pray over someone, I challenge you students to go and pray for those who need prayer because you have that relationship with God too and you can pray over these situations too. So um, I'm just going to pray, but if you need prayer, please raise your hand and please um, don't hold back and just listen to these words and know that God's never going to let you down. I just thank you so much that, God, in these moments and with the Beelmans, Lord, losing a family member, it's never hard, God. It's never easy. It's always hard. It's always hard to let go of people that we love, Lord God, and it's always, um, it's always a struggle in ourselves, not letting, not wanting to let them go, God, and I just pray that you would just continue to encourage Alexa, Lord God, and continue to just keep her eyes on you. Even in these moments, God, that um, 
maybe it feels lonely or maybe it feels just so scary, God, I pray that you would just continue to bring your hope and your peace into the lives of her family, God, and that she would um, just be the example to those people in her lives, God. And for any person in this room, Lord God, no matter what the situation is, Lord God, no matter what the lonely, uh, broken pieces are in their lives, Lord God, you know their hearts, God, and you know what's going on. And I just pray that they would just stand and really just declare these words, that you're never going to let them down, Lord God, that you are good in every situation, even when our circumstances are not good, that you are still good, God. And we just love you so much and thank you for just taking care of us, Lord. Thank you guys. You guys are dismissed, but just just get, build a relationship. I think it's so important. Build a relationship. I can name the different people in my life, even from childhood, who had, who had, who had spoke over my life and just cared. So I pray that we do the same thing for one another. God bless you. Thank you for coming. And uh, get to know one another. And I'll see you next week. Get in, get in shorts. Don't come in your church attire, even though this is my church attire. Uh, but uh, come in some shorts and let's have a good time. We'll sing, we'll eat, and we'll just spend time and get to know one another. God bless you guys.